0: What's up, Des Moines? This is the Fit Moines Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Doc Brian Ladd. On this podcast, we're going to talk about all things related to health and wellness in Des Moines. We'll interview clinicians and coaches from around the metro to get to know them and learn how we can continue to lead long, active, and healthy lifestyles. Let's get started. The Fit Moines Podcast is sponsored by Kaizen Health and Wellness. At Kaizen, we help active people in the Des Moines area get out of pain become injury-free, and back to the sports and activities they love. We do this by working on four different areas. That is movement, nutrition, sleep, and stress management. When we optimize these four areas, you not only feel better, but you move better, and you can continue to live your best life. Head to com to learn how we can help you get back to doing the things you love. What's up, Des Moines? Doc Ladd here with the Fit Moines Podcast. Today I have Jake Pudens with Jake Putins Strength & Power. How's it going, man? Doing well, how are you doing? Doing well. Thank you so much uh, for taking
1: time out of your day to be here, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, thanks for having me. It's it's good to be able to introduce people to what I do. Yeah,
0: absolutely, I'm excited. Uh, I think uh, you bring a lot to the table and uh, I'm excited to kind of share your wealth of knowledge with everyone else in the Des Moines area. So why don't we get started by having you, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and then what you're doing
1: now uh so i started interning at a uh, strength and performance gym in 2008 when i was a junior in college and uh, during that time we just all really got into weightlifting in like 2011 2010 and um, did a meet loved it Uh, so after i graduated from college in 2011 um, I got a job as a high school strength and conditioning coach and working before and after school with kids, it gave me plenty of time to, to train hard and I just kept training, kept getting better. And in 2012, I got invited on to, uh, to compete for the California strength weightlifting team, which if you know, weightlifting, like that's a, that's a big deal. They're, we're a big team within the, within the American weightlifting realm, um, And over the years, I just, I started at the bottom of the B session, just kept training, getting better. And then I started winning national medals. And then eventually last year, I won a national title. Uh, Retired last year, I I had enough. And now I just, uh, I'd show everyone that these lifts aren't as scary and technical as they're made out to be. They're far more accessible than, than most people want to believe.
0: Sure. And that's something I see in my realm too, as a physical therapist, like I try and incorporate barbell work as much as we can. Um, and it's not always appropriate for everyone, but I get some people in there and they think that they think that that barbell is like such a scary thing and they can't do that and, or they're going to get hurt or whatnot. And so I like what you said about just showing how accessible it is to people and how unscary those lifts really are and how good they can be for people both
1: mobility wise and strength wise for the long haul you know yeah and i mean just being able to teach your body to to fire in that particular sequence to to start through the ground and finish through all the way through your upper body like it's just it's really good for athletes it's good for everyone
0: yeah no absolutely and be able to strengthen up in those ranges like as we age We're gonna lose a certain amount of strength, but if we go into that into our older years stronger and more mobile We're gonna set ourselves up for success. We're gonna be much Further ahead of of other people that don't do that. And so I think it's really important
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely, and I mean you can still get strong plenty, you know plenty long into your life, too. I have a 41 year old Masters lifter who has been just crushing lifetime PRs. He's getting ready for Masters Nationals right now. That's awesome. Now, tell us a little bit about uh, Jake Putin's Strength
0: and Power, like how that started, and kind of uh, tell us about who you work with
1: um, now. Uh, so, Jake Putin's Strength and Power. It's a it's an idea that I had in classes throughout Des Moines at. Uh, Black Collar CrossFit, CrossFit Merle Hay, and CrossFit Valley Junction. I teach classes there. Uh, I have some personal training clients. And then I have several uh, online athletes as well. Some are for weightlifting only. Some are just to get stronger. Some are for sport performance. It's kind of whatever. Because I have a background in sport performance as well. Um, But most people come to me for weightlifting. Um, I just... I teach people the, the basics of the lifts. Most of my people aren't competitive. They just want to get better at the lifts. They want to get stronger, whether that's for CrossFit for just the sake of being good at the lifts, whatever. But I do have some competitive lifters. Gotcha. What would you say makes a successful client? A uh, successful client to me is someone who's just willing to put in the work the reality of being good at weightlifting is it's really hard. Um, It's hard mentally. It's hard physically. You have to be willing to to toil away at these same two lifts with different variations day after day, week after week, month after month. Like, and, and it doesn't just come overnight. Like no one's breaking records overnight. Just like in your field, it's not just one day and all of a sudden whatever issue you had is fixed it takes time. And that's, you know, with weightlifting, it takes years and years to be good. I was still at the end of my, you know, almost 10 year career, I was still, you know, trying to figure out technical faults and and perfect technique and all that stuff. So it's people understanding that there is no quick fixes. And, you know, the second you fix one thing, four other issues could pop up. And it's just, it's being willing to, to work through that.
0: Yeah, and I always tell people it's like peeling away layers of an onion, right? So you we might look at thing one thing one day and like you said, the more we dig into it, four other things pop up and now we gotta yeah. start chasing after those. But like you said, like these things don't happen overnight. Strength takes six to eight weeks to build and that's just to see changes at the muscle itself. And that's you know, that's not significant strength change. You're not gonna go out and break records yeah. in six weeks, right? And Yeah. just like you said after 10 years of doing it like you're still trying to fix things like it's very technical uh, it's very difficult and it seems like the more you know the more you realize you don't know and you're always absolutely yeah you're always trying to strive and, and take it to that next level what uh what got you into the strength and
1: conditioning field like what led you down that road um So when I was a when I was a freshman in sophomore in high school, I was like I was I was a big kid. I was fat, Um, and I was active, but I ate like garbage. I you know I just didn't do what I needed to do. And my sophomore year of wrestling, I decided that I was going to wrestle one seventy one. I came into the season at two twenty. And so by Christmas, so I mean, we started in November and by the end of Christmas break, I had lost that 50 pounds. I wrestled 171 the rest of the season after Christmas break. And then that kind of showed me like, if I work really hard at something, like I can change my body as long as I'm willing to, to suffer, to put in the work, like whatever. Um, and so that kind of put the seed in my mind. And then I actually went into college as an accounting major uh, and after my freshman year, I realized I would be miserable in a suit in an office every day. And so my sophomore year, I'll talk to my uh, my advisor and switch over.
0: I'm the same way, like sitting behind a desk all day yeah. doesn't jive with me at all. No, no, and as a PT in the military, running the department there, like I found myself doing that more and more. And it was just, oh man, it drains you.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I actually did a like all my PT observation hours in like 2012, I did it with a PT at a hospital and I was just like, that ah, this isn't for me. Yeah. It's just so much paperwork. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's the admin side of things that,
0: uh, it makes it really difficult, but in your field, you don't have to take detailed notes. and You don't have to worry about yeah. getting audited for the most part. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it makes it a little bit easier for sure. So, what uh, I know, you're doing the weightlifting classes now. You've got some clients in person. You've got them online. Like, what's next? What's like, where is Jake Putin's strength and power going to go next? Uh,
1: I I really like the idea of like building the competition side more. Um, I have one kid who's really really good. Uh, he came down and saw you last week or two yeah. weeks ago, actually. Yeah he'll be a youth world team member next year. Um, He's a youth national champion already. Um, And so I like the idea of being able to build a a big, strong team around him. Um, You know, just as like, like my own thing, but even an extension of California strength, like that team means a lot to me and, and it's given me so much over the years. And so to be able to kind of bring those ideas and put my own spin on it and everything. Just, you know, my coach called it another branch under that tree of Mm -hmm. California strength. And I think that's a really, that would be the cool thing to do to be able to give back to the sport. That's given me so much.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's i I'm I'm not familiar with Iowa as much. I'm from Nebraska originally, but like weightlifting, powerlifting really wasn't very big. In Nebraska, at least at the high school level. Um, Is that something
1: you see? Are are schools doing that more here, or is that something you're gonna have to build up? Uh, So, like within the sport of weightlifting, it's almost non existent. Like, there are a few spots in the state Mm -hmm. um, where people can kind of find out about it. But for the most part, like, there's some private gyms that do it. But within the school system, there's Minnesota that has, like, high school weightlifting as a sport, like, snatch and clean and jerk. Yeah. Um, and then Florida, they do, like, bench and power clean or something like that. So, like, within, like, the realm of actual, the sport of weightlifting, it's almost non-existent. But there are more and more meets around, like, this year is an exception with uh, the state of the world. But sure. typ- typically, in this area, if you want to compete and you're willing to drive, within two and a half, three hours, you can compete at least once a month, which when I first started, which isn't even that long ago, I started in 2011. If you can compete around here once a year, that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. Now
0: you're correct me if I'm wrong. I think your internship was with, uh, was it Mike Boyle?
1: I did intern with Mike Boyle in 2011. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How was that? So those are, from what I've heard, those are uh, super competitive to get into. And for those that are listening that aren't familiar with Mike Boyle, definitely go Google them. They're doing amazing things. It's, it's huge. So like what was the process like getting into their facility and then learning from them?
1: Um, well, I'll be honest. I didn't love it out there. Okay. Uh, so The, so the whole process you send in a video, um, my strength coach mentor that I interned through with through college. He, uh, he interned out there as well. Um, and so it was a little different when he was out there. Um, and so I got, I got accepted. I got out there. Um, and so there's a lot of really good stuff out there. Um, Like I picked up a lot of things that I, I still kind of incorporate some of the principles today, but just the, when I was there, there was no, um, there was no questioning anything like not, not like why would you be doing this? But like, if you say why, you know, if you ask why or whatever it was, well, your name isn't on the wall. That was the answer I got like several times. I uh, like we barely got any FaceTime with Mike himself. Um, so, I mean, that, that was a bit of a bummer. If I'm being honest, you know, we go out there and give them, Oh, I was there 10 hours a day. So 40 hours Monday through Thursday, every week for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Like we give them that and to not even get FaceTime with the guy that we're giving all this, you know, labor to it's a bit of a bummer. Um, I met some cool people. You know, it was it wasn't a summer wasted. I kind of figured out what I didn't want to be, and that's a factory just putting people through. Yeah, I want to take the time to uh, to give people what they need and not just be on a clock saying, "All right, well, this, this time." So no matter what you did, it's time for you to move on to the next thing. Yeah, and I think at times, you know, kind of to speak to that too, like at times
0: it's just as important to kind of learn from those experiences that you didn't like and learn, you know, learn what you don't want to do um, and and kind of mold like your path around that as well. Right. Like, yeah, I definitely like throughout my time in the Navy, I mean, I had a ton of great experience, um, but I had a ton of bad too. And I always kind of took the same route. Like, well, that wasn't ideal. I didn't really like that, but this shows me exactly what I don't like and what I, you know, helps me kind of go down a different route and and figure out how I want to be a leader, how I want to be a a therapist and whatnot. Um, So you can still learn quite a bit. And I think it sounds like you, you got a lot from that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I got to spend a summer and right outside Boston and you know, it was, it was a good experience, but you know, like we just said, learned what I didn't like more than more than anything else. Yeah. Boston's a cool area too. Yeah, it was really cool. I'd never yeah. I'd never been out there. I'd been in New York, but I'd never been to Boston. Yeah, totally different than New York. I really like Boston. But yeah, it's it's interesting
0: too you uh, you bring that up. I was actually it was a podcast, but we were watching it on, on YouTube um yesterday and they were interviewing uh Apollo Ono and he kind of mentioned something similar like going into his training sessions he he just wanted to know why he didn't really care what they were doing he just wanted to know the why behind it so he could get his mindset right and then go into training knowing exactly why he was working that system but it sounded like the coach he had at the time at least would always give him pushback like hey like i'm the coach listen to me don't question me and just do this whereas from his standpoint he needed to get that framework right so he could go out there and give it his
1: all yeah and as a coach like I certainly understand like you have to have your athletes trust first of all. Yeah. And I understand like not wanting pushback, but if you can't explain why you're doing something, then why are you prescribing it? It's kind of something I've always felt. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've had that discussion with other therapists too, like taking something high level, and then being able to break it down and explain it at, you know, an elementary level where yeah. anyone can understand. And some people even say like, if a five year old can't explain it back to you, then it's way over complicated. Yeah. And so uh, I think you're spot on with that. Like you need to be able to explain exactly why you're doing what and have a rationale behind it. Uh, otherwise, like, what's the point? If you're just throwing high level stuff out there just to throw it out there and make it look cool. Like
1: yeah. And- to kind of bring that all back around like within new weightlifting coaches or people trying to coach the Olympic lifts that's something I see a lot of is it's just you see these explanations and it's just super wordy and super complicated about what they want people to do and that's just that's overwhelming like you can't you're not going to fix everything at once so I mean it's I think why so many of my people have had so much success is I just I focus on little things, little cues, keep it simple, fix that, fix the most important thing first, and then move on, see what happens, move on to the next thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that approach as well. I, and that's something I'll oftentimes do too. Like I'll I'll give someone an exercise, I'll have them do it, but I'm not gonna sit there and critique them and show them 10 different things that they need to correct. Like maybe one, thing, one or two things here and there, let's get you moving, let's see those muscles work in as you get better at it and as you get more familiar with the exercise, we can start breaking it down and making it uh, much more complicated, make it a little higher level um, and start getting into those nuances. But at first it's like, let's just get you moving. Let's get you familiar with this. Let's get those muscles fired up Um, and then we can break it down. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, uh, I guess, and I don't know, I don't know your thoughts on this. So, in the PT world, social media is—I uh, mean, it's huge for marketing. But you also get those like gurus out there who try and do a million different like cool-looking exercises just to get some likes um, and get get more followers. What's the uh, what's the weightlifting world look like on social media, and how do you feel about it?
1: Uh, so the the weightlifting. So there's like there's a few different like areas. One is like the the fit girl who she's okay at weightlifting but like doesn't wear many clothes, posts mediocre lifts, but gets a ton of likes. So there's those girls. There's like the basement lifters who like they put up these crazy numbers, but you never see them in a meet for reasons I'm sure you can guess. Um and then you know, there's people who are genuinely putting out really good stuff, like within the weightlifting world. If you expand that out to strength and conditioning, similar to PT, there's just like a ton of nonsense out there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they all have their pockets, like everyone has their, their like group of people that likes and follows and like they all post the same stuff. And then over here, it's kind of the same thing there's not a lot of that within the weightlifting world, but like, there's only so much you can do within the realm of snatch, clean and jerk squat. Like, so there was a, there was a bit of a, Oh, if you know, West side barbell,
0: yep.
1: Um, Louie put out a book on weightlifting a few years ago. Uh, and some of the stuff he recommended was, it was nonsense, like doing banded cleans and banded snatches. I think Oh, sure. stuff like that. Yeah, Um, there was a little bit of that that went around for a while, but for the most part, not really. So, social media is good. Um, It's good to see lifts. It's good to, you know, ten years ago, no one knew what anyone was doing, and now everyone kind of has an idea of where they stack up and all that. So, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's really social media can be great in the fact, like you mentioned, you can get the. we've got this like vast amount of information and knowledge like right at our fingertips. And we never had that before. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, like you get these, you get these gurus who just want some likes and they're just posting crap out there and it's, it's terrible. And it's super frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You get get stuff like you get really good content and really you get some factual stuff and stuff that's, you're actually going to learn from,
1: but no one cares. It doesn't look cool. So yeah, well, yeah. and and, Yeah. That's, that's the other problem is, you know, most people, they don't know the difference. And when they see a video with a hundred thousand views and whatever likes, no matter what that is, that's given validation to whatever is in that video and you can see a lot of nonsense in those videos. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, like you mentioned too, like
0: the girl's wearing a bikini trying to do a squat. It's like, like, what the hell are you doing? You know, there's a, I won't call her out by name, but there's a physical therapist that does the same thing and it, she gets a ton of likes and it just drives me crazy. Like your content's not good. Like you're getting likes for one reason and we all know it. But what would you say, like if someone, someone was new to weightlifting and wasn't comfortable with it
1: or was nervous to get started, like where would you say they should start? Uh, the, I mean, step number one is getting a good coach. Um, you know, that makes it easy, not easy, but it takes the, some of the fear out of it um, because it's a step-by-step process. Like day one, no one is, you, you shouldn't be just lifting from the floor. Like you start from the top and work your way back down to the floor. So there's less moving pieces, just learning where to to apply tension, where not to, how to push through the floor, all of those things. And then as you get more comfortable and better with those movements, then you move down to the next step. So that might be mid-thigh or knees. And then you work below the knees and then finally down to the floor. So it's just taking some of those moving pieces away and make it less overwhelming. Because all people see is just this really quick movement. But learning that there's plenty of time to get to that. There's, like said earlier, we're not trying to break any records today. Get moving well, and then we'll figure out the rest later.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like that, and it's, it's having that having that coach there to be able to break it down and show you where to start, but also having that accountability, which I think is a huge component of whether it be physical therapy or strength training, weightlifting. Uh, yeah, yes, that's absolutely. There
1: putting, you know, holding you, holding you two things is very important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that for my own weightlifting career, like being on that on Cal strength, like even though I wasn't training with them most of the time, obviously I lived in Iowa just knowing that when we showed up to national meets, like my coach, my team, they were relying on me to score points like that accountability, you know, even though I wasn't in the room with them most of the time, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jake, I'm really excited to
0: uh, see where you guys take things. Um, I think you've got some big things in store for the future. I'm really excited to, to watch that grow. Um, if people want to learn more about you, uh, how can they do so?
1: Uh, the best way is probably on Instagram, jake.pudenz. J A K E dot P U D E N Z. Um, that's where I post most of my stuff. Um, I'm fairly active on there, not so much on other places, but you can get all my contact information from there. Perfect. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for
0: taking the time out of your day to be here. Uh, truly appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to learn more about today's guests or about Kaizen Health and Wellness and how we can help you continue to be active and pain free for life, head over to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn more.